Welcome to Real Estate Explained, the podcast where we simplify the often complex world of real estate. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or simply curious about the industry, we've got you covered. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of buying, selling, and investing in real estate and learn from industry experts along the way. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Explained. I am your host, Michael Kahn. I'm joined today with Joseph Carino Pace here. How are you, Joe? Good, Mike. How are you today? Fantastic. And we are super excited to bring to you another guest uh, that I think you're really going to enjoy listening to. He has uh, a resume that is quite impressive to start. He is a published author of multiple books, including All About the Money, being old and broke sucks. <laughs> I got to read that. <laughs> yeah. F- 50 ways to survive a school shooting, and you'll see why that's relevant soon. All right. Uh, he's also um, written multiple articles in uh, the world of finance. He is uh, he hosts his own radio show called All About the Money. Um, he was, uh, as a side note, was also featured in the film The Blacklist, which I recommend everybody look up and uh, and check out. It's a fascinating documentary um, about uh, you know some 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 of our troubled past here in America, and it didn't take place that long ago. Um, he's a financial advisor and teaches high school finance. Um, and he's going to be our guest today, and we're going to talk a little bit about real estate investment trusts as an alternative real estate uh, as an alternative investment strategy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kirk, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Yeah, greatest Hello, day of my life. Greatest day of my life. Thank welcome. you for having me here. I, I appreciate being here, and I hope that um, I can be as good a guest as you. And just a quick <laughs> thing: uh, the movie Brothers of the Blacklist. If you type in Blacklist, you get that. NBC. Oh, I got it wrong. No, it's okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> should we start over? No. We could just do another. It's, yeah, go ahead. You get the, no. You'll get the NBC pilot show, whatever that was. You know. I know. I I must have gotten it confused in my head. I must That's have okay. seen it. I, so, what was it? Brothers of the Blacklist. Brothers, Brothers of, the of the Blacklist. blacklist. Yes. Right. Brothers of the Blacklist. There we go. That's the. Actually, I'd that rather l- watch that than the other one. So. Uh, well, I, I hear it's good too. So. Yeah, there you go. 100%, 100%, <laughs> I haven't seen the Blacklist. Um, I guess I just shortened it. Sorry about that. So, um, re- really looking forward to jumping into this topic. Um, real estate investing is on everybody's mind because of a variety of reasons. Um, it has been a stable quote-unquote stable investment throughout you know history since real estate investing became a thing obviously it ebbs and flows but it's been one of the best returning assets out there obviously there's lots of ways to invest but real estate has been huge and one of the biggest issues people have when it comes to investing in real estate is getting started and right. and, and this is where REITs I think can can really come in and, and help so uh, let's help demystify this and Kirk can you uh, start us off by uh, just telling us a little bit about um, what a REIT is how it works and, and and stuff like that absolutely so first of all um when you invest in a stock or or anything else that's um, you know out there, whether it's on NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange, it is not tangible. You can't touch it. You can't see it. You can't feel it. When you invest in real estate, I think that's the draw. You can see it. You can, you can feel, feel it. it. You can and touch, touch it. it. Yeah, and it makes a difference for people. You can drive by your building and see, oh, there are people going in and out. 
you can drive by the office and see, oh my, they're almost done with the 10th floor, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So that I believe that is the, the, the real draw to investing in any type of, of real estate, be it a REIT, which is a real estate investment trust, or any other type of, of properties. So when you look at a REIT, let's demystify it really quickly. A REIT is more like a, a mutual fund or an, or an ETF where you're diversified. Um, you know, your mutual fund will have several companies embedded. It could be a few hundred. It could be 50. Um, now, that diversification is, well, we're going to buy not just one uh, pharmaceutical stock. We'll buy 20 pharmaceutical stocks. We'll buy a couple of hospitals if they're publicly traded or whatever the case may be. We're going to bundle it all together in this nice little basket. So when one goes up, one goes down, over time, you can see the growth. You can see it going. It should be you know, that jagged chart that keeps going up and down. Sure. Right. And, and that's, and that's your read. Now there's some tax consequences we can get into later on, but that's basically it where, you know, especially today, because I was talking to someone last night, so funny and we're in beacon. And she said to me, I wanted to buy this house four years ago and it was like two seventy five. Mm-hmm. Then I decided two years later to buy the house. It was three seventy five. Now I can't buy the house. It's over 500000 uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so had that been, say, the REIT, you could see gradually over time it's, it's going to increase, right? So you're going to have your ebb and your flow in a market where things will go up, things will go down, things will go up, things will go down. Um, but we can't make any more land unless you live in Dubai. They're the only people that figured yeah. out how to make more <laughs> land. I Seriously, I'm not kidding. They, yeah. they have this right, little right. archipelago that's made up of all the continents. <laughs> it's insane. So when you invest in this, People are always going to need homes. There, there are 10 billion people on this planet. They're all not going to go off grid. You know, they're yeah. going to want to live in a nice community. They're going to want a nice home. Now, a lot of corporations are starting to get into it. Um, so there are more players in the market, and there's way more REITs to choose from than there used to be, just like there are thousands of mutual funds. There are thousands of REITs. But the big thing is you're diversifying. You're getting into the market for a fraction of what it would cost for someone like me who will buy a house, live there for you know a year and a half, two years, turn around and sell it, buy another house. You're not incurring any of the drama, the, oh my God, the septic got messed yeah. up, the this, the that. You're just putting your money in, someone else is doing the work, and you're getting a check. I think it's yeah. a great analogy to tie it to a mutual fund. I think many people in their minds know what a mutual fund is. You know, their 401ks are tied to it or whatever, but when you really look at a REIT, they don't even know what that even stands for right, and right. how to get involved. How would someone go about purchasing a REIT? I mean, you know, where do they, where do they go to find someone who, cause I can go to my fidelity financial advisor right now and invest in my mutual funds and I can, you know, add more to the stock market. And, but is there a little button there that says, you know, Hey, I can buy a REIT there. No, you, <laughs> you would have <laughs> you to know do a saying? little research. Right? You can go to a financial advisor like myself yep, or like well, the one that you go to okay. and you say, look, yep. I'm, I'm interested right. in, in REITs. And then we would be able to look at whether it's Oppenheimer or Putnam. Um, and we could find you a REIT that would fit your needs. Okay. Or you can just Google it yourself and, and buy it on your own. And these REITs would, so, you know, Oh, I'm, oh, sorry there, Mike. <laughs> we're, no, both, we're both like saying, you know, we want to jump on that. But, you know, are there going to be multiple, like within the REITs, going to tell you what properties you own or, how, you know, how's it, how's it break down? When you look at the REIT, the, the disclosures or the, um, you know, the paperwork that they sent you, it will tell you the type of REIT that you're in. So, like, if you're in a hospitality REIT, it will yep. list it. 
in a prospectus. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in an office read, it will list it in a prospectus. Okay. But if you're going to buy it, just, you know, people just go on the internet and go, oh, there's a read. I like it. Well, go into it, click mm -hmm. on it, and read about it. That's right. why they invented Google. So you, there you go. <laughs> so you can read, you know? Um, exactly. But it would tell you the, the basic companies. You can get, like, fact sheets, and those fact sheets would give you the top 10 investments and so on. Okay. And also performance on the fact and sheets. And the performance on them, right, and the history yeah. and so forth. Yes, absolutely. So that's uh, that's the key, right? The, not all REITs are created equal. No, 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 uh, not not right. no, they, nothing in investing they, is equal. They're they're all they all have different strategies on how they're planning to provide you a good return. Yes, right. Yeah. So I imagine that uh, maybe office REITs aren't. I mean, I, I haven't looked at this, but I know office space is struggling right now. Yeah, right? I, would, I would definitely agree with that. The vacancy yeah. rates in, in major cities like New York is tremendous. I, I have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been here pre-show. You would have got that. <laughs> um, I have a friend who works for a record label, and they've closed the offices in New York City. Yeah. They've moved to Nashville. And now they only require their, their workers to come in twice a year. So they yeah. fly to Nashville twice a year. And it's like they're literally saving millions of dollars by closing their, their different offices yeah. in Manhattan. Sure. Yeah. So in some ways predicting what the future. And so tell me, how does a REIT work? So if, let's say it's an office type of REIT and they invest in office space. They go and man. They buy the properties, manage the properties, or hire a managing company to lease the properties out. And then, what is uh, we get like a dividend for rents or something like that? So here's the deal. Do you remember? Well, no, remember. But back in the day, like yeah, the 50s, he's aging you there, Mike. Be careful. The Let's 60s, see. <laughs> nope, don't remember that. Sorry. You, you, would, you would go to uh, your local bank or your local credit union. You would get your mortgage from them, and then every month you would pay it, and they would keep it there. Yeah. Right. So. That bank always had guaranteed income coming in, yeah. which meant the community was okay because we knew that we we're going to be stable. After you paid it off, you got your deed and you had a, a deed burning party. That's what people used yeah. to do, right? Now, someone got really smart and said, hey, you know what? What if we package all this stuff, you know, and we'll take these mortgages and then we'll, we'll put them in, in, in a fund and then we'll sell it. And because no one's going to ever not pay their mortgage, right? Or that hardly right. ever happens. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing happens with a REIT. Well, we have this building that's an office building or, or a mall. Let's take the mall. Yeah. Right. And we have all of these stores in the mall. They're locked into two year leases. They're going to pay us month after month after month for these leases. We're going to redistribute some of the profit after expenses to our, our investors. So now, as long as those stores remain in the mall, Galleria, yep. or whatever else mall we used to have here, mm -hmm. right? And they keep paying those those monthly fees. The management takes their cut, obviously, and then you pay back whatever remains to clients. And the good thing about a read is you get paid four times a year. At least you're supposed to. Right. You're supposed yeah. to get paid every quarter. Now, because you're getting paid every quarter, it throws you into a different sort of a tax bracket where it's taxed at ordinary income. Mm. So it, there are tricks to avoid that. You stick your REIT into a Roth or a traditional, and then oh, you avoid paying taxes. Because right. remember, if it's in a traditional, you're going to get the tax break now, right? And if yeah. it's a Roth, you've already paid. So you get it on the back end. You don't mm. have to pay anything. So either you're going to get a break now or you're going to get a break later, but you can 
take that REIT, put it into the tax, you know, qualified plan, which is the Roth, and you can avoid some of the taxes that you would be paying. So that's free advice, but y'all can call me if you want. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. I often forget to do that with my investments sometimes. You know, I've got a few tied into my IRAs and my Roth and, you know, but it's, I didn't think you could do that with a REIT. Yeah, you can. And remember, they, they upgrade it every year. So currently for 2023, yeah. it's 6500 mm-hmm. um, that you can put away into your IRAs. But if you're over 50, you get the catch up, which is 7500 Right, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So... Uh, Tell me, uh, so everybody pays their rent. You're making a dividend plus. I imagine the value of your REIT is going up as the price of or the value of the real estate you invested in goes up. So you know if the building goes up by a million dollars because then of your REIT would jump up. You your, could see it. Yeah, and and you can buy and sell shares of this just like a stock. Just like more like a mutual fund because you get to buy fractional. Okay. So remember with the stock, if it's fifty dollars a share and all you have is seventy five bucks, then you're just gonna get, you know, that one share. But with a REIT, like a mutual fund, you get fractional. So okay. you can you can start with a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. And and REITs the reason why they pay higher dividends, much higher than stocks and mutual funds, is because they have a weird system when Congress created them in nineteen sixty. So they don't pay corporate taxes. So they pay higher dividends, but because they pay higher dividends and the frequency of their dividends, you get taxed higher. So the government always finds right. a way. Yeah, they they're, find they're a way. getting. Yeah, you're not losing out. Yeah. yeah, they find a way. So you're either gonna, you're going to be somewhere between that 22 to 37 percent um, in in the ordinary income tax. But again, you can avoid that. That's why you have to set but up. It, yeah, yeah. Right. Way to get it Something like you were saying before. Yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds like this is a no brainer. There's got to be some drawbacks. Yeah, you can have what we've had in 2007 with real estate, and you can have what we have now. Where although, you know, um, yeah. more, you know, things were rising gradually, then no one thought about, oh my God, there's going to be a TV show called The Pandemic, and we're all going to be actors <laughs> in it. So when right. the TV show called The Pandemic happened, look, there were companies that no longer exist. You, we talked about an office space being rented. If your REIT was based on office space or hospitality, look what happened to Vegas and Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Their hospitality industry took a nosedive. Sure. Right? Yep. Um, hotels in New York City, if your REIT is based with hotels, that took a nosedive. So to say there is no downside, you know what? We, we all love our, our parents. We all love our brothers and our sisters. And there's a downside to them, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Is, is, speaking of that, are REITs, are these generally owned in full, these real estate investments? Or are they potentially mortgaged? You know, you're buying something. Are they using your money to put a down payment on a property to try to get you a return? Are they buying it outright or maybe a combination of both? It's probably a combination of both. And honestly, if if you're like the geek like me, you would go in and you could look at the financial statements and you could see what they owe as far as their expenses um, and anything like that, their assets and their liabilities. And you could figure it out. Um, just yeah. by reading their financial statements. But I would propose it's 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 a little bit of both, like many investments. Well, because I, I would imagine if they're mortgaging, they're relying on those rents to come in. Yeah. What happens if the rents aren't coming in to cover the mortgage? You get what you get when things go bad in the economy. Sure. Uh, it's, it's The market goes down. Yeah. And then right. people people yeah. take losses. Mm-hmm. I got a friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who had a loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... 
it's it's just part of investing, and, and I and I know it's 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 hard for people to understand, it. and I don't say it cavalierly. It's just if you want to make money, whether it's real estate, stocks, or mutual funds, yeah. you have to take a shot, and some shots you take are going to be riskier than others. I believe because of the tangibility of this, just made up a word. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's made it up. Um, I think that's a real word. I think it, you think so. Yeah, yeah go, we'll go with that. Yeah, go with tangibility. All right, it's all right. It. All right we'll, 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 we'll we use, all know what you meant. Yeah, we'll yeah, use well, my <laughs> we'll use my hubris. There you go. My hubris will cover it. So, um, I think it's still worth it. Um, if yeah. if you have a portfolio, you want to balance it out. You're gonna take some risks, right? No one really ever complains when it when a tech stock comes out. Oh my God, it's it's a whatever app and people will buy it. And although it hasn't made a single dollar, a single penny, people jump on it and it's valued at $3 billion. That's far more risky, in my opinion, than buying a REIT because I can drive by a building. Right, you can I can see your it. investment. I can't see yeah. the app. I don't know who's using it. I don't know how effective it is. I don't know how, in, in that case, I don't yeah. know how addictive it is to the users. I don't know what functionality it serves in their life. But I can see people walking in and out of a building constantly. And and that's why I think, like, if you're going to, you know, be a little bit, um, not afraid, I would say, but more reserved in investing, um, this may be a better way to go uh, for a lot of people. And if you're retired, for every $1,000 in, I forgot the, uh, the read I looked at, I think it was um, SP, no, it's uh, VNQ. For every thousand dollars in VNQ, I believe you were getting forty three dollars a month, so or a quarter. So just think about it; like it's a supplement for your income because it's a yeah. higher dividend. And you know, as you get older and you look towards retirement, having extra cash coming in, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, I think also when I think of the tech stock, I think of the whole risk reward, you know, equation. Right? This may not be as risky it may not potentially provide as big of an upside as that tech stock, right? I mean, somebody can't throw in $10,000 and become a millionaire off of a REIT most likely, um, but they're probably, uh, you know, not going to lose all their money either. I mean, I, again, I think both are, are, are possible, correct? But right. I mean, but it, this should be a more sturdy, safe, good investment. Yeah, well, let's look at that $10,000. So if you're yeah. getting... $43 a month for every $1,000. That's $430, right? For every quarter, I should say. Yep. Mm -hmm. So for every quarter, you're getting almost, what, $1,500 a year. Yep. That's fantastic because pets.com, research yeah. it, kids. So yeah. <laughs> you, you think this stock is going to be the next greatest stock, and you, you dump in your ten grand, you yeah. may not get any dividends at all. Right. And then 10 years later, when the pet dot com goes out of business you're just now writing off that loss for the next what three and a quarter years mm -hmm. until the irs says okay you've absolved yourself by writing this off for this period of time whereas over those 10 years you would have gotten uh a dividend check quarter after quarter after quarter some may go up some may go down but you still have consistent income coming in and I'm and I'm sitting here doing the math. If you've got ten thousand in and you're bringing in fifteen hundred dollars a year, that's a fifteen percent capitalization rate, right? Which is right. tremendously high compared to you know what you you know, you know I, I own real estate. I have rentals. Uh, I know lots of people. We help people buy and sell rentals here. We're targeting eight percent as a good capitalization rate locally. 
Um, if you can, if you can find a 10%, there's probably something vastly wrong with the building, um, or, or you're stealing it from, from the seller. Uh, so to get 15% and not have to worry about the management, not have to worry about doing anything and only having, being able to only put in $10,000 when you're doing, even in a DSCR loan locally, which is a debt service, uh, ratio loan, um, you know, you're typically looking at putting in at least 15, 20, maybe even 25%, depending on your lender. So you go in with 20% down on a $500,000 house, you're talking about coming out of pocket $100,000 for an 8% cap rate that you have to manage Yeah. versus put $10,000 into a REIT and get a 15% roughly cap rate and not have to worry about anything. I, I, I think it's tremendous. This is the equivalent of your favorite meal, yeah. And your mom says to you, I will make it, but you have to buy all the ingredients. Yeah. And then she makes it for you. There you go. And then she makes it for you. Because this is, you know, it's not for everyone. There are people who like to get in on the ground floor. Um, maybe they're a contractor. Um, they know how to do it. Or like yourself, they're a realtor and they can do some of the repairs. So for yeah. them, it's it's worth it. You know, there's there's a lot of people who love sweat equity. Yeah. I prefer deodorant equity, but that's just, <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, but not everybody can create a wreath, though. You can't just go out and... No, I'm not saying... Right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not the creator. I'm the, I'm the right. person who will right. look for that gem. Right. You know, yeah. so let the creator create and then let the investor invest. You right. know, there are people who are much better at doing that. And what I've learned... And whatever I'm doing in life is, you know, focus on what you do well, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't try to go too wide out of my range, whether it's like I write because I teach, I teach because I write, I write books about what I teach about, I write books about that impact what I teach. I'm a financial person because I never grew up with money, not having money made me a financial person. I stay in that lane. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not the guy that would go over and say, hey, Mike, uh, you want to drop a tranny? Yeah. Like that's that's not me. I'm not doing that because right. for me to drop a training, I just write a check. Yeah. Again, right. stay in my lane. Right. Stay that's in your lane. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I can appreciate that. And uh, you know, I think that there are some risks. I mean, like I said, we I knew someone you yeah. know, that obviously invested in a REIT and it didn't go well and they lost on it. I mean, so absolutely. I mean, that that does happen too. So is it is it it you really need to look at a REIT. As any other investment, really. And and doing your homework is important and understanding the market, talking to the right people, working with the right financial advisors like someone like yourself, I think would be important. Um, Appreciate that. But how, how, you know, how long do you hold on to a read? I mean, is it something that you end up, how do you sell it? I mean, do, can you just go back to them and say, listen, okay, I want out. I want my money back. I mean, yeah, they're going to give you the, your money back. And the same way you would sell a mutual fund or sell a stock you sell. You're not, you're not married to it. Well, I, I, and, and forgive me, I apologize. I do remember once where there was someone I knew that had an investment in a REIT that they were locked in by a certain time period. Yeah. So are there REITs like that? There, there are, but I've never bought one like that. Okay. I personally bought REITs um, in my own TD Ameritrading account yep. online, and when I wanted to sell i just clicked on my number of shares sold it sold it when okay. i wanted to buy buy i don't the, the only contract you should be in is marriage other than that <laughs> don't do it and some of that you know you right, might not right, want right. to do it either so. so stay so you're not so you wouldn't recommend like this particular read that i knew of this person had no. you know there was a, a three year a six year commitment things like that that because it was new construction new buildings things yeah. like that 
Um, I would wait till the construction's over and get in, and then get in. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't want to be locked into anything. Right. Um, you know, it's like when I talk to my students, we we get into investing. We talk about CDs. I'm like, you are locked in for a period of time, and if you leave, there's a penalty. Sure. Right. So. Well, yeah, like some of the mutual funds. Yeah, I right. don't want to be locked in. I want fluidity. I want to be able to go in and go out, go right. in and go out. Um, when you put someone in that bubble, now there's a little bit of stress because you're like, man, if it doesn't go well. I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, right, I'm right, stuck. Right. Yep. I like the ability to flow. And if it doesn't let me flow, I'm not going to do it. Well, isn't there a, uh, what's that expression? You know, the greater the risk, the greater the return, right? Yeah. So, you right, know, yeah. in looking at something where you can come in and out, there's not much risk there. So is no, it, are you risk. going, uh, but, but yeah, not, and forgive me. I mean, I, obviously there is, but is there less of a return for something like that? Is something else that says, oh, okay, I'll give you my money for five years, but this is the kind of return I'm going to get. No, um, I don't. I don't believe that. The numbers won't show that. Okay. I think you can buy something that will lock you in, and the promise will be there. Right. And you can also buy, uh, say, whatever, like Facebook, right? Yep. Um, and it's eighty bucks, and five years later, because they buy all these other apps, it's now three hundred bucks. Or Netflix, because they're streaming more. Right. It's now so being locked in and promising me something. Might not be good. Okay. Right. I like flexibility, so, and I believe in the rule of 72. You know that rule, right? No, tell me about that. All right. So the rule of 72 was invented by someone who, like me, at one point in their lives could not get a date. So <laughs> what you do is you take 72, and you divide it by the interest rate, and okay. eliminate the percent sign. So, for instance, 10%. Okay. Uh, 72 divided by 10, all right, uh, would give you what? 7.2. 7 7.2. 7 mm -hmm. So that means your money would double in 7.2 years. Okay. So if you use that rule, all right, someone's promising you 40% if right. you stay for three years. Well, that's that's pretty interesting because my money's mm -hmm. going to double twice before it even from free to go. Does that sound believable to you? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. So those basic things that I teach my students, like, all right, well, there are funds that we've looked at, whether it's a REIT or a traditional mutual fund, mm -hmm. that's giving you... 20%. It has. They're technology-based right now, right? Or sure. sometimes even 30. So you divide 72 by that percent, it will tell you the number of years it will take for your money to double. So if someone's going to promise me mm. this great number, I just do basic real of 72, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a long time. I would rather be the rabbit and get my consistent 10 15% than wait for the great expectation. It's still a risk. Right, right, right. But, you know. I wear my seatbelt when I drive. Also, there's yeah. got to be something valuable about having your money a little bit more liquid, right? You can yeah. you can pull it out when you want. Uh, you're not locked in. I know that you know not just mutual funds, but uh, you know like CDs. You're you typically locked into for a certain amount. There's certain uh, yeah. you know investment strategies that lock your money in. Even when you're going out and putting into a Roth, you're only going to get that tax benefit if you hold on to it right. until, you know, retirement age. Um, so I guess, you know, there's options, right? You, you, there's options that require you to commit your money uh, for one reason or another and options that don't require you to commit your money. And my, my guess is that everybody should look at all of these different investment opportunities as uh, very closely and think about what makes the most sense for them in that situation. Right. Um, on the list that I generated, there there's so many. So like, if you're a traveler, then yeah. I would tell you just focus on hospitality reads because you're you're right there. You're yeah. in it. You know what's going on. If you're someone who's I don't know goes to the doctor a lot, well, you're spending a lot of time in healthcare facilities. Yeah. Look into focus on what you're going to be around so that you can identify what works. Because I 
there's so many categories. I'm I. And so I what are that. some of the other categories? All right, you've got equity reach. All right, you have mortgage reach. You've got hybrid reach, which is a combination of a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. You have office reach, industrial reach, retail reach, hospitality, residential. You have you even have Timberland reach. You have healthcare reach. Self storage REITs, and by the way, I self storage REITs. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it seems like everyone would have thought. And yes. they're one of they're one of the best return on investment. Absolutely, out there. they're tremendous. Yeah. For real, yeah. yeah. Infrastructure REITs, data center REITs. I would, for me personally, I would look at storage REITs. There's no overhead yeah. on storage. Well, no, and I, 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 I'm very familiar with that because I do know someone that does invest in buying them and so uh, forth. The, but you know. Um, I've often thought, you know, yeah, right. There is no overhead. It's, you're, you're no. Pay it's one the person land. Or, it's yeah. uh, the yeah. taxes you're paying, and um, and so that's it. it. Yeah, the one person working the front desk, and actually, this guy that I, he's setting up where you know they're they're literally self service, where you put in a code and you go in, yeah. you do your thing. They, you don't even see anyone anymore. Yeah, they open twenty four hours a day. Yeah. yeah, and we can't. And there's not a like. I mean, you drive around here, and they're everywhere. <clears throat> yep. And we can't get a storage unit. They're building more because they're all sold out all the time. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating how much stuff we have as human beings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get rid of stuff. I'm like, God, so am this I. is I'm trying nice. to sell my stuff. Are you kidding uh, me? We can't. It's, it's as we, just as we. It's but the problem is, as we get organized, we go out and buy more stuff, don't we? No, I. I <laughs> I'm trying not I try to. to. Get less, man. I try uh, to get less. But that's the problem we do, you know. And right. you know, in this, in our real estate industry, we visit a lot of people's homes, especially. Especially when they're, you know, ending their 30-year run, they they've raised their children, or they've lived in a house for a long time, and now they're moving out. And can sure. I tell you, the, the 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 task of moving everything out of those homes typically is huge because they just accumulate over the years, and it yeah. just stays there. Um, Deep no clutter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, if you're thinking about uh, REITs, it sounds like you can actually not just invest in one kind, but let's say you want to hedge your bets even further. You can do industrial storage units, residential, and equity, right? You can diversify even in your REITs alone. Yeah, and then you can also buy funds that are made up of REITs. Mm-hmm. So you have hundreds of REITs. Oh, wow. And have even that collectively group them. Yes. And I, I think it's interesting yes. that you say that because you're right. If someone is in a particular industry, they're going to be able yeah. to know the trend of that industry a little more closely than others, let's say. Right. Yeah. So right. What, what you're recommending is honestly someone who's in the hospitality industry that maybe wants to buy into a hospitality because they're going to know and they're going to see that trend as it goes. They'll see the writing forward. on the wall a little early. Yeah. Right. You know, when to get in, when to get out, which ones to follow. No, it's, uh, that, that I've never really looked at it from that standpoint, but I think it's great advice. But I, it's how I, you know, when I, again, when I'm teaching students or talking to clients, I'm like, what do right. you like? What, what, what do you do? Like, what does your wife buy? What do you buy? Where do you go with the kids on vacation? Let's focus on those type of investments because you really know that. I can tell you, right. oh, yeah, I believe this new invention is going to be amazing, but it doesn't impact you. You're not seeing it on a day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So, like, I am a finance and tech guy, so I like to look at finance and tech. Right. It's my thing. Um, I've flipped a couple of homes, you know, so I will check that as well. But I don't try to hit everything. Oh, man, you missed out on this pharmaceutical stock. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't really take a lot of meds. Right. So, <laughs> so you weren't really watching the pharmaceutical yeah. yeah, stocks. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Right, it wasn't on your radar. No, not right. at all. So I don't. Right. I don't get upset or I don't feel any dismay over missing that because I was never in the game. Right. 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 Yeah, and that's can't, interesting. Can't and you're right. And you don't want to. And you certainly don't want to 
put your investment in something like that because you really then are you're shooting blind. You have no idea. Yeah. You really don't. And unless you work with someone that you have to then rely on. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So that that's my way of, of, of kind of, you know, narrowing down the type of investments that I would like. Are there local? Are there local REITs? I mean, is there like a Wappingers Falls REITs, a Poughkeepsie Honestly, REITs? I, 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 I mean, a Beacon REITs. I mean, some REITs know. are private and okay. you can't get in. Um, so I didn't really check for that. I just went online and and looked at you know major ones. What do you mean they're private? I think so. we're gonna start one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. let's let's, call, let's do one right here. Can we do the Mike and Joe one here? Can yeah, I come yeah. down no, on that reads, with you, Mike? Reads can be private and and not publicly traded, so you can have a private, non-traded reads. They aren't available to the public. They're usually only open to high income earners or high net worth individuals. So kind of think of it like a hedge fund, yeah, where you can't get in it unless you have tons. Well, it, it's funny you said it because someone, well, okay, I won't say me, but yes, me. Someone approached me recently that. It is a pri- it's funny you said it. I didn't think it was private but now that I'm thinking about it it kind of is a private because they only it's by invitation only to invest into this REIT. Right. And they are developing communities and there's a minimum investment and you know it yeah. we're interviewed and we were. Wow. To be able to take a look at that and I guess that would be would that be considered a private REIT? It would be considered private because it's also right. not going to be registered with the SEC. So if right. something goes kind of fishy it's there's no one watching your back. Ah, mm. uh, so there's my risk there. Yeah, there's a lot of risk there. Right. Right? There's no regulator. It's, it's well, in and uh, the regulator are the people running it. And right. Over, yeah. So you know, there's got to be a lot of trust there. Yeah. There is. There is some trust, and uh, I guess we could talk about it later, Mike. I could tell you yeah. a little bit more about it because <laughs> I see you're like I'm intrigued, Joe. But uh, you know, I can see the risk there um, tied into that where I didn't quite think of that just yet. Yes. Uh, so they are I appreciate that, Kirk. Oh, Thank you. Well, listen, I, I, I like I, I like these uh, these I, this conversation here. Well, I'm going <laughs> I'm, I'm to put this out. It, it, anybody out there listening is interested in joining Banks REIT. We're uh, <laughs> looking at starting one. We'll be investing in the Hudson Valley. There you go. Uh, it could very well be something I would invest in there, Mike. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's 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 make it happen. The Hudson Valley is still on fire from a real estate perspective. I think it's going to continue to go up. Um, let's let, last uh, last couple of questions um where do you see you know the future of REITs uh you know is this uh you know what's what's happening five ten years down the road is this should people you know what what should people be thinking about when they're looking at REITs as an investment opportunity well when when you're looking at REITs there's four things I want you to look at I want you to look at the finances which would be the funds from operating it Mm -hmm. the net operating income the occupancy levels and the rent per square feet, things you as realtors are all familiar with. Yeah. And again, there are 10 billion people on this planet. The, the American population is exploding. Um, just look at our borders. Those people all have to find a place to live. Uh, currently, the counties are fighting against New York City. New York City is a sanctuary city. These counties are saying we can't um, support the uh, people that you're sending us. Um, you have not only um, the influx of, of people immigrating here from other countries, but you also have people, you know, really moving from the city to live here because we have a great transportation system. Metro North is not that far away. They can get an apartment, a condo, a house right on the river. Yeah. I, I only see real estate being what real estate has always been. It is a rare commodity. You yeah. cannot make enough land, right? And for the first time in a long time, I've seen Wappingers actually allow buildings that were higher than one story. Yeah. And part of the reason is you need 
places to put people. So as long as we keep making babies and people keep moving <laughs> from yeah. other parts of the, the state, the world, to yep. be here, I don't see reach, you know, going the way of the dodo bird. Again, kids, look it up if you don't know what a dodo, yeah, bird, what a dodo is. bird is. There you yeah. go. Oh. Kirk, you're, you're, you've aged me a couple times this, uh, uh, this entire Listen, I know podcast, that too, yeah. so what, what does it say about me? Come on. Come on. So uh, just in wrapping up, REITs, uh, for those that are interested in investing in real estate, uh, REITs could be a great alternative. Um, the barrier or the price barrier entry price point could be a lot more palatable than actually buying your own real estate. And yes. one example, VNQ, it's from, uh, I believe, Vanguard. Um, they have 174 REITs in their fund. Wow. Yeah. So just uh, showing you how you can diversify. 174 different REITs in one mutual fund. So you could just buy a ton. Um, obviously, the the more you're diversified, the less risk, right? right? The less likely you're going to see some crazy spike. You're going to get nice, cool, calm, collected, most likely gradual increases that are a little bit safer. Um, But the price of entry is a lot easier than buying your own real estate. Obviously, they handle all of the work. You don't have to manage it. You don't have to evict a tenant. You don't have to repair a toilet. You don't have to do any of those things. You just give them your money and let them do what they do best, which is manage the portfolio and try to get you the best amount, uh, the, the highest return possible. Um, great for somebody that thinks real estate is a great investment tool uh, or uh, investment option, but doesn't want to put in all the legwork. Um, any final thoughts, Kirk, Joe? Um, I, well, I just, again, I want to thank you for having me, both of you guys, Joe, Mike. Uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Um, your studio is amazing. You like our little uh, podcast yeah, room here? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's, it's tell our listeners about it. I mean, Appreciate you know, we always no, ask yeah, everybody, what do you think? No, it's it's uh, it's nice. It, it looks like you were in you know a major studio somewhere in the city. It's got a little bit of retro feel, yeah, because it used to yeah. be a vault, but it is it is pretty amazing. So yeah. I'm very happy for you. You're not just my uh, realtor, you're a friend. So I appreciate I'm that. happy that you're doing well, man. And I'm looking forward to coming back on your show all about the money and, uh, and discussing, you know, the a market update, uh, which yeah. uh, we do quarterly. Uh, so for those of you that are not listening, please tune in. Uh, it's on Hudson River Radio. You can find it all over the place too, Facebook, stuff like that. Um, tune in to all about the money. Uh, soon you'll be hearing me give it a, give it a market update but he has a ton of other great guests and i highly recommend checking him out he has a great show um and uh you, how do you, you find time for all that i mean between teaching and uh um as a veteran uh, investing I was, and uh, I guess everything, I was writing books sleep. and everything else i mean you're, you're a busy guy i don't i don't here's the thing and i, I on this. <laughs> i think you have a very limited time to do things in life and i think before your body fades your your determination in your mind does so as long as my mind tells me I can do it, continue to do. I'm going to continue to do it because one day both body and mind will fade away. And uh, I was a kid who came from poor family and uh, dyslexic, which I'm not ashamed of. But to get three, almost four degrees and write all these books and do all these things. And it's You're an inspiration. It's, 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 it's an amazing. It's impressive. It's amazing. Yes. And, I, and I owe it to the people you know, who uh, scolded me <laughs> and who guided me and who loves me. It wasn't always scolding. And my mother makes the best brownies. Just well, there you go. 
Kirk, if somebody wanted to talk to you about investing in real estate trusts, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Or if they want to talk to you about anything financially related, I know you offer financial services to clients. How could they get in touch with you? Um, I currently work for Primerica, but I deal with any mutual fund company you could possibly find. Uh, you can just hit me up on Facebook. I'm open to anyone in the public. Um, I would give out my phone number, but there's a million people out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get crank calls. But if you find me on Facebook, uh, you can email me um, at, you know, Kirk Allen, Hudson River Radio dot com. I'll also get those emails as well. Um, and I'll do my best to uh, do my best for you. That's great. Sounds sounds good. It's well, a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, same here. I agree, Kirk. Thank you so much, Joe. Another great show. Yeah, much no, appreciated. Very interesting. Thanks, Mike. And uh, no donuts, thank you, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. All, All right, right, guys. It was a pleasure. Have a great day, guys. You Team too, Banks, we're out. Yeah. Bye bye.